Welcome to another episode of the Wildcat Alley Podcast. Alex Marcatulio with my main man Juice Thompson, number 22. Boy. Wildcat legend. What's good, yes, Juice? Sir. How you doing? What's, I'm great, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. I, You know, this could have been uh, a difficult episode to record, but I, I think the result last night against Wisconsin is definitely up to the energy level, especially for me. Yeah. I know going into that game, it was... You know, I was a little bit of a nervous wreck, I'm not going to lie, but uh, Cats came out with a victory, so heading into a, a solid work week today with some positive momentum, a little bit of a breathing room for the Cats, a little bit of a break off of that, you know, six games and 13-day stretch that we've had. Yeah. Obviously, it, it's been a long stretch, Juice. What are some key takeaways that, that you've seen over the course of the last two weeks or some things that you want to highlight uh, that have really brought us to, to where we are today? Oh, you know, definitely the defense. That's been our, you know, our staple all season. And I feel like, you know, like you said, coming into today, it could have been difficult, could have been a difficult episode if we didn't get that win at Wisconsin. And, you know, I feel like the two games previous, you know, we didn't, we were a step slow. We weren't there on our defensive rotations. And it kind of seemed like guys were, you know, getting on top of each other more so than usual. It looked like there was some, you know, a little bit of back and forth when guys weren't making the rotations that they normally make. And for us to come together as a team and get that big road win, like you said, that just starts the week off right, you know, for us fans watching, but also for the team. You know, now they get that break, you know, after playing six games in 13 days. I think this is going to be crucial for us. And I think, you know, you have to really tip your hat to the coaching staff to have those guys fresh and prepared after playing the way that they've been playing. Because you can see the second half, we've been having a drop-off. But I think, you know, now we're getting back to that defensive mindset. And again, we're figuring out ways to make plays and win games down the stretch. Yeah, for sure. I I definitely agree with you in terms of, you know, seeing guys being on, maybe not on the same page like they have been, you know, Mm -hmm. all all year long. But I think that's just a product of, a little bit of fatigue and that's that's really what I saw over the course of of the week before heading into Sunday you know that's it we played almost like an NBA schedule right yeah I mean, this is this is a, a slate of games that you know obviously we're playing a lot of young guys too but even our seniors have not had to to really partake in over the course of their careers so you know as you know somebody that played played a long time and played in the league playing that you know, six games in, in, in 13 days is not only physically taxing, but the, the mental challenge that you have to take on as well is very significant. And something as simple as a small little mental breakdown on a defensive end can lead to, you know, a, a huge change in momentum, a huge shift in the game. And I think I saw that during the Michigan game in particular. Uh, we kept it close in the first half. We made a couple plays out of the first half. You know, to really go on like a 6-0 run, we take a bad shot, uh, we turn yeah. it over, and then just like that, within a snap of the fingers, uh, you know, the game was really over and out of hand, and we really didn't have the the juice to to recover, you know, for lack of a better term. But it was really good to see, you know, us really breaking, you know, breaking down those walls and breaking down those physical and mental barriers that we probably had up. You know, only natural that that we start thinking that way. But again, kudos to the coaching staff, like you mentioned, really getting them locked in, ready to play and prepared for a really difficult assignment, which is Wisconsin on the road. So um, as we head into X's and O's, I really wanted to highlight that game. 
because I feel like we really got back to our true identity against Wisconsin last night. Really a grinded out game, obviously. You know, you're, we're going to play that type of style as well as, you know, play. That's how Wisconsin plays as well. So, you know, what are some of the keys that you saw? I know you mentioned the defense earlier, but what are some other keys that you saw that really allowed us to get back to our roots and, and do what we do best, which is grind games out, uh, lock you down, and then make some timely shots? Yeah. I mean, I think we did a great job of staying together as a team, as a coaching staff. It looks like the bench is back into it. Guys were fresh. And most importantly, you know, we were able to make those baskets. Boo, you know, came up with some big baskets down the stretch, made yeah. those big free throws. And you just see now guys are really trusting Brooks Barnheiser a lot. He's in there making plays, using ball screens. And, you know, a play that I got to, you know, give a lot of credit to. I see all the guards getting there, playing off two feet, stopping. Yes. Defender cuts them off, then they're spinning into that fadeaway. So I, it looks like that's something that they all work on because it seems like they all have it, you know, perfected, especially Chase. Yeah. But, you know, for us, you know, staying together, staying the course in a tough environment and pulling out a win. And as we talked about in previous episodes, those are games that we had. We struggled, you know, finding ways to win earlier on in the previous years. But now I think our experience is really, really starting to play off. And our guards are making plays, and even the bigs. And you know, with going into the X and I really got to give a shout out, Big Matthew Nixon, when coast he got coast. that coast to coast and dunked it and swung his legs around. Oh man, I was I hyped it. for that. Yeah. So I mean, players like that stepping up, and then you know, Martinelli, he's giving us a big spark off the bench. You know, obviously Benching we missed Julian Roper. Was awesome. The bench as a whole was amazing yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we would love to see Julian Roper get back in there, but. You know, it's the next man up mentality. Guys are really stepping up and providing that spark off the bench. Is there anything that you saw that stood out, you know, outside of the offense or defense that really helped us get that win down yeah, in Wisconsin? It, it's funny you say that they were, you know, they seemed like they were really together. Literally mm -hmm. the first under four timeout that happened. This is something really subtle and something that I, I saw and I was like, whoa, these guys are, are locked in. First under four timeout, ball goes out of bounds or whatever happened. The entire bench got up at the exact same time, sprung yeah. off the bench. Managers came out. It was like in perfect, uh, in perfect unison. So I was like, whoa. From there, I was like, these guys are dialed in. They're ready to go. Um, they were well, well prepared. And just something like that just allowed me to be like, okay, today, today seems a little bit different. different. Yeah, today seems a little different. Like we were, were definitely dialed in. Honestly, it helps that Wisconsin doesn't press. I feel like, you know, we've struggled with teams that have three-quarter court pressed us and hasn't really allowed us to get into our sets in a timely manner. I think that's something that we're going to have to prepare for moving forward, um, you know, for some of these these teams in the league that have probably watched us already and, and realized that, hey, if, if we can get Northwestern down to, you know, 18, 17 seconds left on the shot clock before they get into their stuff, you know, they, yeah. they can struggle in, in late clock situations. I thought Michigan did a really good job of icing Excellent. those ball screens. They they kept all of our, our side ball screen action on that same side, really didn't allow us to turn the corner and get into the paint and play off of two feet like we've been really good at um, yeah. from the guard level all the way up to small forwards. And obviously, you know, my guy Brooks is, is Brooks Barnheiser, you yeah. know, that, that glue guy that we were missing over the course of the last couple of years has really continued to come into his own, make a significant impact, 
And it's good to see him get some credit in the box score too, as well as like the post game coverage as well. He's gotten some some really good hype over the last couple of days, and rightfully so. Came in off the bench, contributed in multiple facets, eight points, seven rebounds, uh, seven rebounds in 24 minutes. He's always on the floor, deflections, loose balls, really just doing all of that dirty, gritty stuff that you need out of a guy that comes off the bench. And then, obviously, yeah, Martinelli. I may have a, a little bit of, of bias towards left-handers with Italian last names that can there come in go. and provide a spark off the bench. But Related somewhere. Uh, yeah, but, you know, uh, his, his minutes have been invaluable, really. Yeah. Uh, his ability to come in and really the, um, um, pick up the, the slack from an offensive standpoint – Obviously, I think he still has a little bit of work to do defensively, but that'll come with experience. But his feel and essence for the game is is really nice to see, and he just has that that knack for knowing where to be, and he seems to be in the right place at the right time, and he's got that float game that is basically automatic. Automatic, yeah. And you know me, I love the floater, so anytime I see that, you know, got and he's a bigger guy, so yeah. it's like he got that, you know, that floater down pack, and like you said, he's just always in the right spot. You know, yesterday he had a big cut back door, kind of saved Brooks. You know, he got caught off two feet, pivoting, trying to find something in the last minute, hit him for that back door, and Martinelli was able to finish. So, you know, you have to give him credit. You know, he didn't get a lot of minutes at the beginning of the season, but right away, once his number was called, he had his opportunities. He's been doing a really good job of making the most of them and providing a big spark. So you definitely got to – continue and you know expect really big yeah. things for him because he's only a freshman so he has a lot of huge upside and potential yeah and i mean the fact that you know we could spare some some additional minutes for one of our guards that that can be out of the lineup for a couple minutes and bring somebody in that's not gonna oh, that's cause any point. any drop off especially with with roper out which it seems like he may be out for a, a little bit of extended time here with that ankle injury yeah when he comes back, I think we just have that added asset on the bench to where we can go eight, nine deep. Whereas previously we were going, you know, seven max, and it was a real struggle um, down the stretch in some games where we were have to, you know, really rely on those those senior guards. And obviously we're going to do that moving forward, but to have that sort of luxury coming off the bench and you know having someone to make an a, an a, you know, some plays in crucial times and in tough environments. Yeah. Is only going to pay dividends in the future. You know, when yeah. we talk about getting into the Big Ten tournament, when we talk about, you know, those games leading up to the Big Ten uh, tournament for seeding purposes, these are going to be, you know, plays that we look, plays and games that we look back on and be like, damn, like, we're so grateful that he was able to get in those games because now, you know, it's second nature. He has that experience built up. He's been in tough environments. He's played in difficult and close games and has had to make an impact. So, I think that's only going to prove very valuable for us moving forward. Definitely. And one thing that you, you know, touch base on with the minutes and giving our senior guards, you know, a little bit of time to breathe and get that rest. And it's not a drop off, you know, not a big drop over any drop off at all. I personally would like to see our players, especially Chase and Boo, getting a few extra more minutes of rest during the games. Yeah. You know, especially the, those games when it's, you know, somewhat out of hand or the last couple minutes when, we really don't have the chance to pull back and, you know, come back and get that win. Let's get those guys rest because, you know, we've been playing seven, eight deep. We have injuries and you know how it is, you know, playing all the non-conference games. And once you get to that Big Ten season with all the traveling, you still have school and everything, you know, yeah. at Northwestern. Some of those classes can be tough. 
But, you know, that can weigh on you. So you don't want those guys to be too tired once it gets time for March for that Big Ten tournament season or, you know, once we make our run in the NCAA tournament. Yes, I'm still saying it. I believe in it. And, you know, Boo Booey last night played 39 minutes. Yes, it was a tough, grinded out game. But maybe there's some ways the coaches can maybe give him a sub, you know, 30 seconds before a media timeout or maybe the last minute of the half. So that way he's resting for a minute and a half and as well as halftime. So maybe there's a way we can get them a few minutes, a little bit of rest. Chase played 40 minutes. Played all, so, he played every second. Played every see, second yesterday. And as a competitor, that's what you want to do. You know, you obviously we need you it. Did. Yeah. Yeah, you know how this, you know, you was out there too, you know, making it easy, definitely helping. You know, we still, I still tell you about that Minnesota game. That always stands out to me, the senior night. I played more but, than, I played more than one game, Juice. <laughs> I know, no, but no, but that I'm one, like, because dude, dude, you remember where I was, man. I was crying before the game. I'm missing, I couldn't make a shot. And it's like, next thing you know, you just turned it up and we went from there. But yeah, I would like to see those guys get a little bit more rest because you know now it's really getting to the thick of things. We were able to grind it out, get a big win at Wisconsin. And now, you know, we got some pretty tough games coming up. But it is good that we are able to get some rest. I, yeah, for sure. And I, I think it's not only rest, but I think we haven't really had time to work on us, right? Yeah, if you think yeah, about our schedule yeah. and the practice schedule that has probably, you know, been put in place, it's been a lot of scout. It's been a lot of what are other teams going to do versus, you know, how can we refine and retool what we're doing? to be more efficient moving forward. And I think that's, you know, a key word for, you know, for our team is efficiency, right? Like we're not, you know, we're not a high octane offense. We're not going to score, you know, 80 points a game. And we tried to get in that track, you know, that track meet with Iowa and, and it just no, didn't work. We're going to have to grind teams out. You know, mm-hmm. it's simple as that. We're going to have to play our game, kill a lot of clock, get a couple of, if, you know, if we, are able to get offensive rebounds, pull it out, run some more clock, and really have them play games in the 60s. You know, in the 70s is even a little bit tricky for us, but, you know, if we could play those games in the 50s and 60s, especially against the opponents that we have on the schedule coming up, I I think we'll be in a lot better shape than trying to outscore teams because that's just something that we haven't done all year. Yeah, and with that, you know, get to the tournament time, you know how those close games are. It's really good that we're able to pull out, you know, down the stretch, find ways to get baskets, get stops in the key crucial moments. Because once you get to the tournament, you know, there's not going to be many games where, you know, you're blowing teams out by 15, 20, and you're just on cruise control. There are going to be some grinded out games, and it's really good that they're able to get this experience now and handle themselves the way that they've been handling themselves. So you have yeah, to give the, a great a lot, of, a lot of credit to them. For sure, and I mean, as we're, you know, on the topic of giving credit, we were – I thought our one-on-one defense down the stretch yesterday was very, very good. Yeah. I mean, especially Boo against uh, a really capable one-on-one player in Chucky Hepburn. Hepburn, yeah. Played tremendous defense without fouling on that last possession. And then not only, you know, played defense without fouling, he also got the loose ball, got the rebound, and was able to go on the other end, bang two crucial free throws – um, to really ice it away for us. So, um, you know, you talk about closing. That's definitely something that we struggle with in the past. But now you can see that senior leadership and maturity really taking over down the stretch and, and allowing us to, to pull out some of these games that we potentially lost in years past. Definitely. And, you know, we got to expect us to keep this thing rolling. 
And with that, you know, we covered a really big win. We didn't go on a three-game losing streak, which I think is really important. Yep. So moving forward, you know, let's get into first some scouting reports. First time beat Wisconsin yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, two times in a year or sweeping the series since 95-96. So that was a that was a big, big win for us. There. And mm-hmm. it kept our, our losing streaks at only two. We've only lost two in a row all year. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, you know, if that's something that we can continue moving forward, I think we'll be in, in really good shape come Big Ten tournament, come NCAA tournament time where, you know, we can really put a stamp on, on who we are as a program and, and, and move forward for sure. But um, I know you wanted to, to, to touch on, you know, the scouting report moving, uh, moving forward. We have two games this week that are crucial. Obviously, we have number one Purdue coming into Arbonne on Sunday, um, but cannot look past Ohio State on Thursday. Would be another great road win for us if we're able to take care of business there. Um, they really put it to us at our place in yeah. you know one of the, the first games of the Big Ten slate. But we obviously bounced back from that. They're a different team than they were then, and so are we. Um, but definitely a game that I want to see us come locked in, shoot the ball well early, and, and really make a statement on being one of those upper echelon teams in the conference. And we've had a lot of success on the road, you know, especially in the Big Ten. I think yeah. we're a really, really good road team. So going out there, you know, we both played there. It's not the easiest place to play. But we're more than capable of winning. And I'm sure, you know, the coaching staff is going to have the guys prepared and ready and just reminding them, you know, that they came into our place, Welsh Ryan Arena, and they really, you know, they came out through that first punch and they really, you know, put a beating on us. So we have to, you know, come back, throw that first punch on the road, come out with our defensive principle, like you said, make some shots early and move that ball around. I think we'll be good. And then, you know, Purdue's coming into town. That's going to be exciting. You know, I remember my junior year when we beat them, they were ranked number six and all the fans rushed the court after. So I would love, you know, for those guys to get a moment like that just to celebrate with the student body. And if they win and they do that, I might just run out there myself. So, Yeah, most definitely. And, I mean, they're number one now. You know, they're the surefire number one team in the country uh, as it stands today. Um, Even after their loss at Indiana, they remained at the top of the, the AP poll. Um, when it came out this morning, but you know they're definitely a force to be reckoned with. They are very well balanced. Obviously, it starts with uh, Player of the Year and Naismith Player of the Year uh, type can type candidate with with Zach Eady in the middle, seven four, uh, mobile, has the ability to get up and down for for a big guy, and I think that's what impresses me the most about him is his um, you know his ability to to condition himself in the off season and his ability to, to run up and down the court, uh, you know, like he's a, a normal sized guy, but he's seven, four and, you know, 300 pounds. Um, but he's obviously worked on his game and then, you know, their, their surrounding players, their supporting cast is, is just as good. Um, two you know, freshmen, Mason Gillis has been hot as late, has, has mm-hmm. been hot as of late. And then the two freshman guards, um, lawyer and Smith, have really held their own in this conference and have proven to be a really dynamic duo in the backcourt. Definitely. And, you know, they're battle-tested. They had a really good, you know, non-conference schedule. Got some big-time wins throughout the season. And, you know, one other player that, you know, I I feel we have to watch out for is Caleb First coming off the bench. You know, he's a big guy, but he's averaging, what, 19 minutes, 6-5, and I think two offensive rebounds a game. So, you know, that's big. You know, he's coming off giving them a spark. So, you know, our guy's going to have to continue to do what they've been doing off the bench, and especially Titus Verhoeven. You know, we haven't really talked about him 
I really feel he's making some big strides and improvements for our team on the defensive end. He's coming in. He's blocking shots. He's giving up his body. He's not afraid to get dunked on. You know, he's mixing it up. His, you know, defense on the ball screens is pretty good. He's able yeah. to move a little bit. So I definitely, you know, wanted to, you know, shout him out as someone coming off the bench as well. That's been really giving us a lot of production. And even last night, you know, against Wisconsin. Vital. Yeah, he was Heavy vital up. last night. Yep. Made a couple free throws. You know, he missed one. But, you know, had some blocks and he's there. He's altering shots and he's, you know, a big presence and he's making that felt. But, you know, if we stick to our game plan, I know the coaching staff going to have some trap-ins, some different kind of rotations because, you know, that, that big guy in there is, is, is tough to deal with. But yeah, I'm excited. It, I like our chances. It'll be interesting to see how we defend Edie. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, Nicholson is one of the bigger, you know, the bigger guys in the conference that has the body to, to physically match up with Edie. I, th- I still think we'll bring a lot of post doubles. Obviously, it's a staple of our defensive philosophy. Um, but I'm, I'm anxious to see, you know, who we we leave on the perimeter because the, Purdue's going to have to make some threes to beat us. I think we'll mm-hmm. leave the, you know, the Mortons of the world to to try to beat us from three. Um, even some of those other bench guys uh, that that come off and, and shoot. But I think Gillis is going to have to make shots. Although he's been, you know, red hot as of late. He had nine threes in a game recently. And then, yeah, Morton, who's who's really a, a defensive stopper, hustle guy, um, a glue guy. We're, I think we're going to have, you know, we're going to double on Edie and, and have him beat us on that weak side uh, if, you know, if Purdue's going to beat us. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, no guys have a career night against us. You know, like how Sanford came off shooting that thing with Iowa and, it's like certain players, that rim just gets big some games against us. So we can't. It'll be electric in there, though. It'll be electric in there, though. So, it will you know, be. It's, it's a huge opportunity. Obviously, we win that game. We are surefire NCAA tournament. And this yep. obviously takes us into you know, our next segment, the, the word on campus. It's all about tourney talk, man. Like, it, yes, it, it is that we time of there. the year. You know, uh, DeCourcy's releasing a bracket every day. You know, mm-hmm. to, to really update you on, you know, last night's events and who's in, who's out, last four in, last four out, you know, surefire teams, how many t- how many teams from each conference. And right now... It's uh, like Big Ten's you know, going to get, what, eight? And well, right now the conference now, yeah, like right now, eight or nine I've seen at the highest, seven at the lowest. Yeah. So right now we're right in the mix, you know, right there at seven and five. I think we pick up three or four more victories here over the course of the next couple of weeks. We'll be in really good shape moving forward. We have five, five quad one wins. We have very solid, true road wins at Indiana, at Michigan State, who those two teams combined at, at home are like 21 or 22 and three. So, mm-hmm. you know, that, that just shows how quality those wins are. And I think they're just going to keep getting better because Indiana looks better. Uh, Michigan State is going to consistently uh, progress towards March and, and April as they, you know, as they always do. So, you know, those those way, those wins are going to hold a ton of weight when the, the selection committee looks at our resume as a whole. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Is there any other you know. uh, yeah, are there any other things that, that you see, you know, with the things that we have or, or even upcoming games that could potentially be opportunities for us to really solidify ourselves i think we're right on that eight to ten line right now most likely mm-hmm. ten um but obviously that can change in the course of you know a week like we've like we've seen it here as of recent mm-hmm. now i would definitely say you know 
the main one is Purdue with them being ranked so high. Like you said, if we win that game, we should be a shoe in. We should be a surefire team in the tournament. And right now, you know, six teams are tied. They have a seven and five record. And, you know, I was just thinking about this the other day. It, it reminds me of my time when I played in France for six years. Every year it was always, you know, one or two teams at the top that were three or four games ahead of everybody. Yeah. And it's six or seven teams with the same record. So if you go on a two-game winning streak, you can go from 10th place to, like, third place like that's that. Crazy. So that's pretty much how this is. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But we go on the road, continue to play how we've been playing at Ohio State, get this game against Purdue. I really think that was solidifier, you know, our resume to really get in there with those quad one wins, you know, beating the national number one ranked team in the country. Those resume, you know, big resume winning games are huge. So if we can come out and let's protect home court, I really think we should be there for that tournament. And one other thing I recently saw that we were matched up with Duke, and I think that would be a really, really cool game. You know, former Northwestern players playing, you know, Shire with Coach Collins at Duke. I really think that would, you know, be a good story. So if that was to work out, that would be a really interesting game, even though the bracket isn't for sure. But I did see a matchup of that. In the yeah. first round. That was in the Midwest region too, right? Obviously, you could play anywhere. Mm-hmm. They call it the Midwest right. region. You could play anywhere. But that would be a really fun matchup. I'll have to – I'll definitely go to, to that wherever. Have to, have to go check know, that out, right? land, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we're just right there. Keep plugging away. But I definitely think when it all, you know, comes down to it, we should be in that tournament. Not in one of the play-in games. But the way we've been playing, the wins we have, and – the way I think we're going to continue to go forward now that guys are locked back in, picking up that role win, I think that's going to be huge. And, you know, another part of the word on campus I had was, you know, Chase Aldeja's interview that he did after the game. I think loved he it. did a really good job, it. you know, giving his teammates credit and everything. And one thing that stood out was when he said, you know, they have to be the hardest playing team in the country. At this point, you know, like we've been saying since we started, it's a one-game season, and they really embrace that. They're taking one game at a time locked in and you know they're leaving it all out there those guys look exhausted by the time the game is over so i really like that and that stood out to me yeah i mean we just we look tough man we we really do i I think that's what the huge difference for me from last year to this year is our toughness level and our intensity has picked up like exponentially like tenfold and i know we have a different mix of players And we obviously lost a lot of production. But I think at the same time, that loss of production offensively has really hardened us and allowed us to take on a new identity. And I think if we had some of those pieces from from previous years, you know, this is something that I fielded a bunch with family, with friends, when talking about uh, the team and the trajectory moving forward is, you know, how would we have been, you know, imagine if we had – Ryan Young and, and, and Pete Nance still. And I'm like, honestly, we'd be a completely different team. Like, yeah. and it, it shows, I think, especially on the defensive end, um, our versatility and our ball screen defense has just been incredible. And our ability to, to really lock in one through five and switch a lot. Switch. So we switch yeah. one through four, like everything. Yeah, Chase is and, down there. He's battling with those bigs. Yeah, and I think if, if we have – a like a different personnel group, we might not have the ability to do that. We could be a completely different team and our record, I, I don't think would be the same. I really don't no, think would no. be the same because we <laughs> have had to grind out some games that, you know, we could potentially have lost. And obviously 
you know, the argument goes like, oh, well, you'd be better offensively. Yeah, maybe, but like the, so much that we do relies on our defensive. Uh, we're like a, a newer age Wisconsin, I, I would say, right? Like we play, we, we play multiple ways. You know, Wisconsin has their way, right? It's their way. They play, they run their swing offense, you know, a few wrinkles here and there. They play their drop coverage on ball screens. We tend to, to, to switch it up a little bit. But I think we take that same type of mentality into each game. It's like, hey, like, we have to have this team play. You know, they're going to play our pace today. You know, yeah. you're, you're not going to score 80, right? You're gonna, mm-hmm. you're, we're going to play in the 60s and, and maybe the low 70s, uh, whether you like it or not. And we're going to grind you out. And if you don't want to play this type of game, we're going to frustrate the heck out of you. You're going to turn the ball over. And that's when we really jump on you. So um, I, I, I love the – you know, the psyche of this team. I love the toughness and I love the fortitude that we had to bounce back after a really tough week. And literally, if you told me that in six games in 13 days that we'd be four and two, I would have shaken your hand and taken it in a a heartbeat. Be like, yep, I'll take four wins no matter what. Like, let's Mm go and and rest. So I'm really happy with, with how we bounce back. Like first and foremost, and then, you know, how we dealt through this difficult stretch is a testament not only to the players, but the staff, the training staff, you know, everybody involved in the program, really just staying on top of their stuff uh, as we, you know, as we make that break for March. Yeah, definitely. A big shout out to everyone on staff. Last shout out I have for the word on campus to the freshman, Martinelli. Yes, He's, sir. you know, created a big buzz. A lot of the Wildcat fans. You know, student body, a lot of people are backing him up and behind him. You know, they're saying a lot of positive things about him and the impact that he has on the team. He's doing a great job as a freshman. So a lot of the fans see the work that he's doing, and he's really helping us out. So keep that going. Martinelli, you know, got a lot of potential, a lot more years to play at Northwestern. So let's keep it going, Cats. Yeah, it's good to see from the hometown kid. Uh, and and obviously, you know, lefty, Italian, there you Single go. Digit there, number. There's that connection. There you Got go. The stroke. You know. Hey, hey, you get in that gym with him with the three pointers. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll I'll get some tips. You got the floater. Yeah, you got you got the floater. He has it already. Yeah, yeah I, I got the three <laughs> ball with him. <laughs> yeah, we'll make it work. But yeah, man, right. let's go, cats. Let's get to that tournament. Yes, sir. Uh, another great episode with you, Juice. Catch us on oh, yeah. on all everywhere you get your podcast. Catch us on YouTube. Instagram, Spotify, Twitter. Everywhere. 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 We're going to be posting it. Um, we appreciate Shout the love. Shout out Beyond the Big Ten. Our folks at New Amendment. Appreciate you guys. Beyond the Big Ten is a network of podcasts that aims to be your go-to resource for all things Big Ten. We cover the entire conference with shows hosted by ex-players and athletic alumni, aiming to be your go-to source of information and entertainment for your favorite team. Hosted by ex-Big Ten players, media, and insiders, our podcasts are focused on giving diehard fans and those alums an inside scoop about the teams and people that make the Big Ten Conference one of the most watched and most talked about conferences in sports. We're excited to talk Big Ten basketball with you wherever you may be. Subscribe now.